Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Zyra. If you like girls, like I like girls, let's do some twirls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you just came up with that. I right, just started maybe? coming up with shit. We hope yeah. that you guys liked our last episode with Melanie. Um, let us know your thoughts. If you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and listen to it or watch it on YouTube. Whatever you want to do. In today's episode... We're going to be talking Why about... Why are you giving uh, such a suspicious smile? I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> I'm about to tell y'all some shit. I don't know. Maybe it's because we haven't recorded in a while. Yeah. Yeah, so I be missing it. I don't this. know how to act. <laughs> okay, okay. Back, back, back to it. So in today's episode, we're going to be going over um, the master doc. And if you haven't heard about it, there is a master doc, a Google doc, um that's been around for a couple of years and it's called am i a lesbian a lot of people love it and a lot of people hate it so i figured um we should talk about it okay so first of all how did you come across okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh you want some how she take my drink like that? It's incredible. I really did want some, and she played me anyway how you come across this whole um so i kept hearing about Kehlani talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it came up like on TikTok here and there, but I never really paid attention to it. Okay. But I was like, let me go ahead and read this to figure out what the drama is. Yeah. So it's a 30-page document. Lengthy. I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like it's easier for you to actually read on a computer because on your phone it might be a little bit long. But I read it in like a week. It wasn't that long. Um and pretty much what it goes over is I'm going to be reading some parts of it and we're going to be talking about it. But just to, gu- just to give you guys like a brief overview, there's like different chapters or whatever. The first one is what is compulsory hetero... This is the shit that I can never say, bro. What is compulsory heterosexuality? Okay. How do a, I know- it's a mouthful. It yeah, is. it's a mouthful. <laughs> How do I know if I'm lesbian? But I like... Fiction, fictional men and male celebrities, but I think I've liked men before. Conflicted feelings about men, signs of compulsory compulsory heterosexuality. Is, I'm gonna fuck it up every time. And attraction versus compulsory heterosexuality. So yeah, and those are all like topics, like mini topics within the. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to read this just because I struggle with my words and my english the highlighted area yeah okay okay compulsory heterosexuality is the voice in my head that says i must really be het i've never heard that word het heat het Het. Het. it's like shortened for oh oh that's Uh a poor that's a poor selection anyway 
Um, I must really be het even when I'm in love with a woman. Compulsory heterosexuality is what forces lesbians to struggle through learning the difference between what you've been taught you want, in quotations, being with a man, and what you do want, in quotations, being with a woman. If you're reading this, I like girls too. Um, <laughs> which is why so many lesbians have dated men at some point. What do you think about that? I think that it, it's valid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At least in my um, perspective, because as we know, you know, when you're a girl, you, I'm even guilty of that. Uh, you're taught the whole getting married one day, having a husband, having kids. You know, it's just that um, that idea, like that. That's that's the end game when you grow up is to have that family and have that uh, mm-hmm. man, so to say, uh, as your supporter, provider, and protector, you know, when we grow up, we're we're taught that initially with our fathers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for those who do have fathers and grow up with fathers around or with parents that are still together, ideally you want what you see, right? Like what you grow up with in your environment. And if you grow up with your parents together and you have a mom and a dad, you um, like idolize that mm-hmm. romantic relationship mm-hmm. you know so i think it's pretty valid yeah for the most part but like not only in our parents but i feel like when you grow up you see it on tv mm-hmm. like most shows and movies and then as little kids you see it even in cartoons mm-hmm. with all the princesses and the, and right. the prince and all this shit like that, right, the idea and the picture mm-hmm. is already painted for you. Yeah. And it's just, like, pretty much kind of brought on to you, I guess, mm-hmm. so to say. Like, I wonder how life would have been if we grew up watching cartoons that were same sex. Like, two princesses or two princes. Like, two prince. Princess. <laughs> two prince. Like, how would that... Like, how would that have changed, you know? I, I feel I, like if you were... If that was a norm from the jump it would just be a norm it wouldn't be weird it wouldn't be seen as different like how many and in all actuality when you grow up watching certain um cartoons like there's there's spinoffs of that and like what i mean like what seems um childish or like child friendly some of those cartoons really are adult cartoons they have a, you know, you know what that reminds me. You ever seen that SpongeBob episode where him? I and- always hear that SpongeBob really wasn't supposed Yo, to be. He was him and Patrick. Little- him and Patrick were low key, like in a relationship in an episode. And there was there's like this gif where um, Patrick's out like working. And then SpongeBob's at home and he's like taking care of the baby and like vacuuming at the same time and cooking at the same time. And he's doing like a hundred million things at once. And I'm like, yo, shit like that. Y'all missed it, but I got it. (laughs) Um, All right, let's move on. So this other um, chapter says, how do I know if I'm a lesbian? If you're questioning if you're lesbian, it's way more important to ask yourself if you can truly be happy with a man than if you're attracted to them. Ask yourself if you can have healthy, fulfilling relationships with men and actually want to be with them. You can be attracted to men or 
not know if you are because of compulsory heterosexuality. And it doesn't mean you want to be with them. Attraction is supposed to feel good. If being in relationships with men isn't appealing to you, if you can't truly see yourself ending up in happy relationships with men, or if your attraction to men makes you uncomfortable, you may be a lesbian. Lesbian isn't a dirty word, and being a lesbian is beautiful. Okay. <laughs> um, so I feel like um, this document, a lot of people might relate to it but a lot of people might not relate to it mm -hmm. i'm highlighting parts that i like relate with it's so long obviously we're not going to read the whole thing um but i feel like we talked about it before but like growing up i never envisioned a wedding not only because nobody in my family got married but it was just like i honestly didn't even want to get married like i would have this conversation with my friends like i'm not getting married it's just not happening. It's just not in the books. Like, I don't see it. Like, it was Why? just... I didn't like the idea of having to share my space with a man. And, like, yo, and it, I'm not even a man hater. Like She got two dads. I have two dads. Like, my stepdad and then my real dad. And I have good relationships with them. Like, really, really good relationships. Um, But even then, to me... It was never like a, I can't wait to have kids and I can't wait to get married and have this big house and literally never crossed my mind. And I also think it's because of obviously internalized homophobia that you didn't realize it growing up. But it also, I think it's just the way that my mom raised me because I feel like a lot of people have this idea that men are like the provider and they're going to help them financially. Since as women, we, you know, give birth to kids and all that. And right. we have to stay home. Um, but I remember, like, growing up, my mom would be like, you can't depend on a man. Mm -hmm. like, you cannot depend on a man to, like, like, you need to have your own this. You need to have your own house. You need to, like, own your own stuff. You need to make your own money. Like, she was very adamant about that. But I think it's because she's always had to rely on men. Mm -hmm. So... Um, like sometimes I think about it and like, I'm like, where would I be or where would my family be without my stepdad? Mm -hmm. Not saying that my mom don't make shit work because she makes shit work. But I also feel like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I feel, I feel like my dad really helped her. Yeah. Like emotionally, physically, financially, like he really held it down, I feel like. Um, and my mom, I remember like growing up, I never really saw it because I've only seen her with my dad, my stepdad. But my sister would tell me like that growing up, my mom had like a lot of boyfriends and pretty much she depended on them financially. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my mom just never wanted me to be like that. Like you, like you should just be independent. Like don't that's depend on nobody. Also, because growing up, what do your parents do? What does your environment do? What does mm -hmm. society do? Place that idea that you are meant to find a man that is to provide. Yeah, yeah, and no. But I also feel like in our, um, how do I say it? Like in our culture. Mm -hmm. Like, family is really important. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like in our culture, sometimes you don't see the man in the picture. Yeah. Like, 
moms so many people only have like a single parent yeah they only see their mom or their dad but like mainly their mom just be the main provider main everything everything. like the father is just like literally just not present or just like you barely have a relationship with them it's like they're out there in the world but you don't talk to them you don't they don't say happy birthday to you they don't give you any type of money like it's like that type of relationship and i'm like that's so fucking tragic Moving on, another highlighted part that I want to talk about. It says, but I think I've liked men before. You can identify as a lesbian if you've liked men in the past, but no longer are attracted to men or want to pursue relationships with them. Lots of lesbians have dated or had genuine relationships with men before realizing they were lesbians, and that doesn't make them any less of a lesbian. If you don't care about men or would no longer like to be with them, you can be a lesbian now. It's a now identity. It matters how you feel now. You're not interested in men, so you can ID as a lesbian regardless of how you felt in the past. If you ID as a lesbian now and then meet a man and fall for him, it would be wrong to call yourself a lesbian. But having a relationship with a man in the past doesn't mean you can't be a lesbian now. Okay. So I think when I was reading people's thoughts on this and watching videos, I think they have a problem with this sentence. If you ID as a lesbian now and then meet a man and fall for him, it would be wrong to call yourself a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like people, some people really like labels, some people really don't like labels. So I feel like it just comes back to that. But I also think that our community, they just shun on that. Like, oh, you you said you was a lesbian. Now you with a man. Like, you really don't know what you want. You bisexual. What is it? You pansexual. <laughs> like, it's like, they be questioning. Make up your mind. Yeah, they just yeah. be questioning. So I don't think that the community would be okay with you saying you're a lesbian and then having a man. I mean, because by definition, it isn't a lesbian. Yeah. Uh, so. So for you... You were you dated women all your life, and then you dated a man, and now you're back to women. But like, people know this. This thing. is not like, my favorite it, discussion. You, I know, but people know this, and it's uh-huh. like whatever. Who cares? Okay. People think, but it's like, I know that you said that nobody really shunned you, but do you think that's the truth? Do you think that your family and friends was like? I'm sure certain okay. people had their ideas and was like, what the fuck? You would never have expected that from me. So I never really was like, oh, I'm out here. I'm a lesbian. Da, da, da. My thing was always, I like girls. I like mm-hmm. girls. I like women. I dated. That's, that's you know, where I come from. That's, I know that that's a part of me. I know that that's, that, that was going to be my end goal. Um, so, yeah, you know, I dated a guy sometime after whatever. Um, and I worried about it a lot, actually. And I think... I don't even know how I ended up doing it, to be honest, um, because I it did worry me a lot, even though I never conformed to such labels or certain whatever um, for me to even take that step to be that, you know, just to explore that mm-hmm. that side or whatever, because um, I had never done it prior you know, I didn't, I didn't have those boyfriends and stuff growing up and then got into women. It was like, I mean, I had my little likes when I were young, was younger, but I didn't go and date guys in high school and shit. Like mm-hmm. I, I learned really young that I was into women mm-hmm. um, or girls at the time. So um, when I was out here on a free for all, I was just like, all right. And I, it did bother me 
because at the end of the day, I was just like, I know that I couldn't do this full time. I know that this isn't me and this isn't, you know? Uh-huh. And it's not to say, like, I find guys attractive. Cool. That's, like, it's not like you can't, you know? Guys find guys attractive. Like, if somebody's pretty, you're going to say that, you know? Right. It's okay. It doesn't It doesn't make you any less gay. It doesn't make you, uh-huh. you know, any less straight. Whatever. Yeah. What, um, But I did fear the judgment that came behind it because essentially I've only ever been with women and I knew that like I was going to get back to that. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea of being shitted on because, you know, I decided to, I guess, explore that, Mm -hmm. go on that mini exploration. Yeah. Um, you know, that I would catch a lot of shade for it, but at the end of the day, like I didn't give a fuck at the same time because I was like, who knows me, knows me and that's it. Uh And it's not like I was out here, you know, I I don't know the word I'm looking for, but claiming such uh-huh. of a I don't know I don't know of a it. label yeah man oh man all right so one thing that I didn't like about this doc is that they put a lot of emphasis on feelings about men instead of your feelings about women yeah yeah I think well because how old is this again this is like from. I want to say it's like from 2018. I don't know. Yeah, 2019. It's a couple years old, and I didn't like so much of like the. It just the it has a lot of focus a, on men. Yeah, for something that's supposed to be understanding your feelings about yourself. Yeah. That's my but only like that's my only complaint about the whole thing. Yeah, but I think mm-hmm. it it it's to help you understand more of why you're not, you know connecting with that connection with men mm-hmm. because when for a lot i think that for a lot of females coming out or trying to trying to figure out what it is that they they lie more against mm-hmm. or towards um it, they don't have experience with yeah. women you know mm-hmm. you have a lot of women who've had oh, their doubts true. or had their feelings and never um what's the word never really did anything mm-hmm. or tried it or uh, pursued it. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. They never pursued a woman or the likes, mm-hmm. their their feelings for a woman. You know, if anything, more women shy away from that because right. they don't know it. They don't understand it. They don't know other people or experience other people who have been in those situations that they could turn to and be like, you know, help me understand this. Mm-hmm. So I think like, you know, most of this pertains to individuals like that who mm-hmm. didn't have that outlet to learn or express and understand mm-hmm. that hid from it and ended up in uh male relationships or heterosexual relationships right i also think it's also for people who have dated men and women like <clears throat> people who identify as bisexual because i feel like if you've only dated women then reading this you're really not gonna um relate to it yeah because you already are like nah like i don't like men like that's not even an option but like for women who have dated men or still date men and are considering dating women i feel like they might relate to some of this um something else that she talks about is conflicting feelings about men you can really genuinely have warm positive strong feelings towards men and they can still be compulsory heterosexuality it's the assumption that any feelings that you have towards a man must be attraction because society talks all the time about hetero love and attraction so when you feel something towards a man you think oh this must be what it's like 
Then, as part of discovering your sexuality, you try to find ways that you find men attractive. You think, I'm not attracted to physical appearance, only personalities. Or, I only like feminine men. Or, you find ways to make yourself aroused by men by imagining them in all kinds of unusual scenarios until you, fu- until you hit one that appeals to you. So, is this implying you basically making up ways yeah. to how you can be attracted to men right, like if their physical appearance isn't right it. like you're forcing yourself yeah. so i could relate to some of this with the <laughs> with the uh, i'm not attracted to physical appearance just only personalities right but like no i did a lot of attractive people but some people that i dated it was like i'm like well their personality is nice mm-hmm. you know like it's like Everyone has their own taste. Yeah. Pretty much. But I would, I feel like for me, I didn't, if you, if you lined up all the people that I've dated, they don't look the same at all. They look so different. So completely different. Like, and I, I really was attracted to personalities. But when I, when I read the, oh, you like feminine men, I said, huh, that's me. (laughs) Which is crazy because you want, when, Every time you talk about the guys you dated or your expectations for mm-hmm. men that you dated, it always, I felt like, came back to needing them to be that idea of a man, yet somehow you ended up in situations where they weren't. They were the feminine version of a man. Yeah. So how? Yeah, no. What do you mean by that? Like I'm saying, you're always like, oh, you know, he's got to have his shit together. Like, you know, your high, your expectations yeah. for men were high. high. It's out there. Like, yeah, you got it. You got to have a job. You got to have this. Yeah, you got to yeah. have that. You got to have your own shit. And you that's can't. another thing. Like, she talks about it later. But like, it was like, um, you have really, really high expectations for a man. But you have like, kind of like low expectations for, for women. women. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was me. Like, I, I feel like I dealt with so much shit from girls. And with guys, it was like any little thing. And I'm like, you're cut off. You're cut off. No, I'm not doing it. Like, I would literally cut people off for any little thing that I didn't like. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like so that. So the real question I have is, what? how did you convince yourself sexually? What do you mean? Like, it said that, you know, when you're in those sexual moments mm-hmm. with men, you yeah. had to, um, like, create this idea yeah. or a vision to arouse you in a way if you weren't aroused. So another thing that she talks about later on is that like um you need to be drunk or high to have sex with men. Mm. Liquid courage. Girl, you know I was drinking. I was drinking. Mm. Not all the time. Like don't I'm not like a fucking just alcoholic. A little, just a little. But I would be like, yeah, I need something to feel to nice. Feel nice. Take the edge off. Yeah. Mm. It's like, you know, whatever. Okay. But like you know, like after like a sexual experience or whatever, like or you're like, oh, that was good. Or <sighs> with men, I would be like, is this over yet? In my head, like, can we fucking be done? Like, I'm just over this. Like, I would, I would just be like, in my head of like, when is this gonna be done? Yeah, it's gonna be quick, like always. But like, when is it gonna be done? Type shit. Was there ever a time where you actually enjoyed it? Though? I feel like with. With people that I had a really, um, like, emotional connection with. Mm-hmm. Like, people that I could laugh with. Like, we were, like, like true friends. Like that. You ever thought that that would be enough to hold y'all together? I did. <laughs> at times. But, like... That's what I couldn't kick. So, like, what? Like, that idea of... I think in that short period of time where I did date that guy, um, mm-hmm. 
I was thinking the same thing. He was a more feminine individual person personality wise and and I fucked with that. Um but I think to an extent I had to convince myself that oh like you know I don't know, I just knew I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it long term. Uh I I was because it was just like I felt like it was going to be a lot of convincing because in my head it was always going to be like, well, this isn't going to be enough. Like I need a woman in my life. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm that it's gonna come to that point, and I just don't want to drag this along. Like this was really supposed to be some for fun shit. Yeah, but I do think that you know sometimes you get stuck in the convincing stage of like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, well, well, they have have that good personality, or oh, we're so cool. Like everything else we do, we're connected in other ways. And then you're in like that best friend mode with each other. You're like, where else I'm gonna find that in like a, a situation or a relationship? Mm-hmm. And it's just like. I mean, no, because that's not going to be enough. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be enough to withstand, you know, the longevity of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then she goes on to basically list some bullet points of signs. It says signs um, of compulsory heterosexuality. If you relate to or identify with a lot of these things, I'd say it's worth an investigation into why so many of these things resonate with you. Um, so I was sitting in Georgia, I was like, after reading this, I'm like, am I a lesbian? And I literally started choking on food as I was, um, fucking talking about this. But I did relate to a lot of things. So, number one, attraction to men. Deciding which guys to be attracted to, not to date, but to be attracted to, based on how well they match a mental list of attractive qualities. You have a list of impossible criteria in your head that a man must meet for you to be attracted to him. And if you ever meet someone who matches all of the criteria, you just add more impossible standards. I had a crazy list. I had a crazy list. It's probably it's on my it was on my notes, but it, crazy. He has to be like six two. He has to have a car. He has to have a good job. He has to have a nice smile. He has to learn how to, like, he has to know how to cook. It was, like, a lot of things that I feel like a lot of guys are not providing. For when it comes to women, you don't have a list. It's, it's all about the bond. Yeah. It's all about the bond you create. So I can mm-hmm. understand, you know. Yeah. All right. Then it says, having such high standards that literally no guy meets them and feeling no spark or attraction to any guy who doesn't meet them. Um, you're far more certain about getting attracted to women than you are about attraction to men. Only mostly being into guys who are gender non-conforming or feminine in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, reading your anxiety, this discomfort, nervousness around men as attraction to them. Confusing your ex- anxiety around men for butterflies or being flustered. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. You relate to that? No. No? I don't relate. No. Really? <laughs> I cannot relate. I don't know how you dated that guy then. I'm confused. All right. Relationships with men. No, I was really on some shit, Jack. <laughs> Dreading what feels like an edible, an inedible domestic future with a man. You have every reason to be happy in your relationship with a man, but you just aren't. Everything is going really well, but something is just missing and you can't figure out what. It's crazy because I feel like I've talked to people, right? I've, mm-hmm. I've, I have straight friends. I've, you know, it's not like we don't have these conversations, mm-hmm. but with certain people, it's just like, hmm. 
Like the math is not mathing. It's not adding. Like, what are you, you sure? Like these things, like they're just, there's just no sense of fulfillment. There's just no sense of like, there. there's no spark. There's something missing, but it's like, mm-hmm. you're still, I don't know. Like you're still there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like. But I feel like people are still there for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Either you have a kid with them, you're married to them, you live with them. You just really care about right. what people might think. You come from a religious family. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. There's a lot of things that play there's into those. There's so many things that yeah. play. Yeah. Um, and it sucks that it has to be that way though. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I feel like people. It takes people longer than than others. But eventually you do get to a point where you're just like, all right, like. It's been enough. Something's got to give. And I think you f- it finally comes back up. Like, all right, maybe it's just this just has never been for me. You know, maybe this isn't my white picket fence. Maybe this heteronormative life just just is not it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now it's time to fucking face the music. Zone out the fear of, you know, my family, my parents, you know, the 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 feedback I'm going to get from other people who know me or used to know me and the person that I've been all these years and aren't going to accept the person I'm going to be, mm-hmm. you know? But I also feel like sometimes people just don't meet the right person to come out to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, like the person that pulls them out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it's like I feel like people are hiding in the closet because – They've never met someone who even would be worth them coming out to, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. It's like maybe they've had like a few flings, but it's nothing serious enough for them to be like, oh, like I really want to be with this person and I want to show the world that. Mm -hmm. All right. Some other things that she says is wishing your boyfriend was less interested in romance and or sex with you and that you could just hang out as pals. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Worrying that you're broken inside and unable to really love anyone. That was me. Um, Sex and and intimacy with men. Having to be drunk or high to have sex with men. I think they catch on to that at some point. Well, you told me that that happened to you. Uh, Yeah, they catch on to that at some point. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say? Um, He was like, I feel like we only... You know, do the damn thing when you and little Liddy. And don't get it fucked up. When I'm pretty lit, I'm pretty like, you know, mm-hmm. I think everybody's like that. You know, you drink a little bit and, and your mm-hmm. hormones are like heightened, you know, and you, you ready for the damn thing. But I mean, <laughs> I guess it was valid. <laughs> um, Thinking because you don't like or pursue sex with men, you must be asexual. Or vice versa with romance. I hear men. that so much. Girl. Isn't it asexual or, or they discovered the idea or like mm-hmm. the definition of asexual and then they're like, you know, I've heard you say it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, like asexual, like you just don't enjoy okay. having sex or whatever. My friends used to think that about me. They'd be like, maybe you're asexual. And I'm like, maybe I am. But I don't see the hype. Pretty much. Mm. And um, then you lay down with a pair of titties. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, this other one that I highlighted says, being bored with sex with men, not understanding what the big deal is that makes other women want it. Wow, you should have read this article a long time ago. 
Why? I don't know, because maybe you just would have been gay sooner. You would have understood. I don't know. But I feel like part of this is the confusing part, because in the beginning of the thing, she's like, that we still think like, oh, well, we're bisexual because like we st- we're still attracted to men or like celebrities or fictional characters like that I guy. Think they from, don't. Those guys from Elite. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. We always talk, we always gas them popping. at ooh, popping. I love gay men. They're so they're so fine. Yeah. Like fish. The, why you look like that? So fucking cute. I, if I you know. if you if you don't watch, you gotta watch it. Yeah, you gotta watch Elite. I I kept begging her to watch it. it has some a lot think, of gay scenes. I was about to say, and I think that that's the um. It's a it's like a Spanish uh, show, yeah. but you can watch it in English. Um. But I think that that's one of the first, um, like, TV series that I've seen um, where it's more devoted to male gay, um, yeah. you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's not just female. Actually, it was less female, um, you know, gay scenes compared yeah. to the men. It was like all damn near all of the guys were some type of fruity fruities mm-hmm. and the it was like one girl that was straight that ends up falling for the other girl and yeah it was cute i mm-hmm. fucked with it though yeah it was it's a crazy show yeah it's pretty the nice drama buddy. it's like it's like rebelde it's like they're in high school but they've really grown and they be having yeah, these big ass parties it's and definitely, they're rich as it, fuck it's definitely spain oriented yeah yeah i love it not, and yeah they they're always cursing and they always say joder joder and vale Vale, vale this, vale that. Anyway, hold on. Before you go, so then why do you feel like you hold on to the title of bisexual? Because I still think that a lot of men are cute. Yeah, but but how does that pertain to bisexuality? Being attracted to them. Okay. I I don't claim bisexuality and I think guys are cute. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's like an internalized issue that I'm still dealing with and people know that. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just asking because i feel like when you when earlier she was I like say oh I'm maybe queer. i'm lesbian and i laughed and i was like okay uh-huh. um but i know you know often but you it's really like claim- it's just confusing because like the doc says you i've had great relationships with men uh-huh. i've had past relationships where it's like the vibe was there but it was not like i felt like we was gonna get married like it's never that serious you know? Right. It was like we had good memories. We had good times. So is it important for you to claim bisexuality? No. Or do you just have it because it's just the label that you just been I, you know under that umbrella for now. some time? You know I've been using queer. <laughs> okay. But still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listen, I knew what it was when I got with her. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day gay bisexual asexual whatever if a person want to leave you for somebody or want to try something they're going to do it it is what it is human just, nature what I you're attracted that, to what you're connected yeah. to what you bond with <clears throat> you know it's going to happen um so that's why again i don't fall too much under labels which is also you know i just feel like there's so many ways it could go um but i'm just asking because i feel like it's i don't know it's always hmm I'm in a relationship with you, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right. Early interest in women. It says not recognizing past and 
not recognizing past current crushes on women until you've come to grips with your attraction to women. Having had an unusually close relationship with a female friend growing up that was different and special in a way that you couldn't articulate. Having your favorite character in every show be that one gay coded bad ass girl. <laughs> Mine was yeah. Michelle Rodriguez in Fast and the Furious. They were saying, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Shego from Kim Possible. Yeah. Um, and I was. Is that the green girl? Because she yeah, was popping. Popping. I think that all, all the girls that had like that badass role mm-hmm. was kind of like the implication of they were the dominant. Mm-hmm more like lesbian characters i guess yeah. i would say so i find my i found myself a lot growing up mm-hmm. in those situations where i was like i'm not looking at the male characters i am not attracted or connected i really fucking with the female characters i think in the beginning it came off as like oh like i idolize them because like i want to perceive myself that way you know i like you know i want to be that badass good looking chick but Eventually, I was just like, nah, she fine. <laughs> like, um, I'm attracted to it. I'm not just like uh-huh. trying to like present that idea. I'm attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Um, then it says, exploring attraction to women, really focusing on the woman in heterosexual porn. I feel like this one is... Um, this one's interesting because there's a lot of straight girls that watch lesbian porn. Like, that's their go-to. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that they're lesbian? No. No, it's just sexier to watch females have sex. Then she goes on to talk about considering lesbianism. And I think some of these is, like, what I'm trying to articulate. So she says, feeling guilty about wanting to be a lesbian, feeling like you're just attention-seeking or trying to be trendy. Fantasizing fantasizing about how much fun it would be to be a lesbian and just be with a woman, a specific woman, but thinking that can be for you. Worrying that some of your past attraction to men was actually real so you can't be a lesbian. That last part. I can relate. Um... Then she goes over like attraction versus compulsory heterosexuality and um, I'm just going to read like the last parts of it where she says it's really difficult to unroot compulsory heterosexuality. My simplest advice on getting through is getting through it is even if you are attracted to men, you do not need to date them if you don't want to. If you only want to date other women, then you have the right to do that. The rest is less important than the simple reality of what you want right now. And then she finalizes it at the end with women can also have conflicting feelings for men in a a multitude of ways due to misogyny and the patriarchy that oppresses us. You may be reading this and start to question yourself after relating to most of these, and that's okay. If you are unsure or questioning, feel free to try on the lesbian label as well. If you come to the conclusion that you are not a lesbian eventually, that's okay too. These are the most common signs of compulsory heterosexuality. Plenty of lesbians still struggle with it. There are other ways compulsory heterosexuality may manifest itself as well. You don't have to relate to all of these to identify as a lesbian. I'd like to assure you that even though you currently have a boyfriend or a husband 
or had one in the past, this does not make you any less of a lesbian. If you've had sex with men, you're not any less of a lesbian. You can still be a lesbian if you're a trans woman, a non-binary too, if you feel a connection to womanhood through your love of other women. Non-binary and trans lesbians have always existed as well. Um, Plenty of lesbians feel alienated for being lesbians and are gender non-conforming. Lesbian is not a dirty word. Do not settle for men if you don't think you can ever truly be happy ending up with one. Being a lesbian is healing and loving women as a lesbian does not make you predatory in any way. I hope you can do some soul searching and figure out your consciousness. That's how she ends it. So it it's 30 pages. I didn't even read half of it. So there's like so many other things. She'll add a link for, for those yeah. of y'all who actually want to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. But like, do you think that if you, if that article or you would have stumbled upon that article in you know years before you actually came out Mm -hmm. or like into the phase of dating women and Mm -hmm. and pursuing that do you think that knowing that information sooner it would have you would have related to it or do you think like it you still would have been in a space where it was like nah nah I think I just need to no I think I would have related to it but it's just like when you're not put in these situations, like how do you get the experience? If you're always in straight spaces, like especially when you're femme presenting, I feel like it's kind of hard to avoid these situations. Like I will be at a at a bar or a club and a guy will come up to me. Like it's like guys are coming up to me. So it's like if you're attractive, then you're attractive. But like I only had one girl ever come up to me. And we ended up going on a date and everything, but I feel like for the most and but when she came up to me, I I was looking more like um like stemish, like I was wearing cargo pants, sneakers, things like that. Um, but I feel like it's just hard if you're not in these situations. So what, but like what in that time made you feel comfortable enough to be like, yeah, I'll go on a date with you, I'll go out with you. I think it's because I was low-key already talking to this girl and I didn't really understand what was going on but I was like this is like weird like this is like this is not some friendship like you are being flirty like and then I would tell my friend and she was like this is not straight behavior (laughs) (laughs) right and she's like you like her and I'll be like stop stop it (laughs) kind of shying away from that yeah yeah so was okay because I feel like there's there's females who end up in that situation where it's just like they're a little oblivious to the idea Mm -hmm. of like oh that they could potentially like a girl right Mm -hmm. and then I feel like most times it's your friends or the people that surround you that recognize kind of the signs yeah and then are like listen like because you're in denial yeah so do you feel like did that happen to you a lot or was it just that one time it was just that one time really yeah but I never had um like, sometimes people have, like, these really close relationships with their friends growing up. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, oh, like... And then when they get older and they're, like, oh, maybe that wasn't, like, normal. Mm-hmm. I honestly could say I could not relate to that. Like, I never in a million years with the friends that I had... I feel like we're so far. We've been, Or you just always lean to that side. We always look so far from each other. Um, 
never in a million years that I ever look of any and did I ever look at any of my friends and had any feelings for them. Never. That was no. Not my thing. <laughs> not, not like not on some offensive shit, but it was just like no, like but some people do have those experiences where they're so cool with their best friend that sometimes they think like if she were a man, like we was we would be and like we would be in a relationship type shit. I hate to not like be it might sound weird, but I also think it's a little bit of the nature of being gay. What? Or like fucking with girls is that some of the people that I've actually grown to have good relationships mm-hmm. and friendships with were people that I actually initially pers- was trying to pursue. That's for you. And that weren't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like for uh-huh. me, or like. But that's because they were gay. Mm-hmm. But if they were straight, I don't think it would have been the case. Hmm, wait, what do you mean? Like I feel like you've had relationships with your friends, but it's because they're super gay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but even uh-huh. like with with straight people, like you have the idea of wanting uh-huh. to pursue them, but you know uh, they don't. You mm-hmm. know, since they don't really know how they're moving, I think it must be like a mask thing. Oh yeah, it could yeah potentially. You know? mm-hmm. mm. But growing up, I do remember that people would think that me and my friends had such close relationships that it's like, yeah, lesbian is something. Mm. Like, what's going on here? Y'all really attached at the hip, but it's like, nah, you're buggy. My family would do that all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. They always thought like, oh, she gay, she gay, she gay, because look at her friends type shit. And I did. Well, your I friends did have, was gay as hell. I did. Yeah. I'm about to say I, a lot of my like mm-hmm. closest friends were like did present masculine mm-hmm. like traits or like there was yeah. literally one chick that I was cool with and she was full throttle like yeah. from head to toe personality and everything. It was mm-hmm. very masculine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my brothers were those people. <laughs> yeah, like I, other family members uh-huh. would be like, yeah, like that's her friends. Mm-hmm. She she got to be fucking with any of them, or she's got to be gay. Like, right. I do feel like having those type of people around you makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember when I like after I graduated high school and I went to college, all my friends were either gay or looked super gay, mm-hmm. and people thought that I was gay, and I'm like, nah. That's not my friends. Chill. But like one of them was bi. Um, the other one looked super gay. She was like a softball player, but she wasn't. And then the other one was actually gay. She was like a mask. She had her whole girlfriend. Did they ever try to like come at you? Like try to pursue you? The mask would be like, she would be too touchy. Mm. And she would want to like play fight and shit. I'm like, you got a girlfriend. Like you bugging right now. She was like, I don't care. Like she would, she would. She would flirt OD, but I would be like, nah. Was that she was part of the? <laughs> well, for mo- she was in my type number one, and for two, it was like this. We're all cool. Like, don't make shit weird now. Mm-hmm. But some of them I didn't end up being cool with. One of them transferred, and then I feel like I. Just- you ever think that if they were to see you now, they'd be like? I fucking knew it, bro. I think yeah, I think some of them. I fucking knew it, and mm-hmm. she was gassing all this time. How dare she? <laughs> right, right. No, I did. Someone followed me from on Instagram and I went to school with them and they were like super gay. So I wonder what they think. <laughs> the audacity that you have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to oh, be well. this gay and have a gay platform. But it was, it's, it's probably weird for them too, though, because I was in a relationship in college for two years. Mm. 
with a guy and like everybody knew about it like mm-hmm. everybody knew it was that we were a couple and so they probably thought that was weird so don't care but anyways you want to get, get it fucked up i'm gay as fuck i'm gonna keep using queer and gay and call it a day and leave me the fuck alone but people people really be fighting me on social media when I be defending bisexuals. Every oh. fucking time it does not fail. I don't get into and the I'm bisexual sure that conversation pe- because I I I'm not But do you relate or do you I, agree, I'm not disagree? In that you know I'm not in that area. You don't you have know? to be in that area though to defend. You know, like, uh-huh. but it's just but I, like, I think it definitely depends on the conversation. I don't, I get that, but I just, I don't understand what, like, I'm sure that people who listen to this podcast would be so annoyed with me, but it's like, I don't understand the problem. More, I think there's more bisexuals now than ever. But it's so just like, I, someone issue? had commented on, on that video saying like, why does someone that you, why is, why does it matter who you've dated before and after? And I agree with that. You dated a guy before me. Do I give a fuck? No. Do I feel since I... No. Like, if I did, I wouldn't have, like, talked to you. But Mm -hmm. even then, I didn't... It would be hypocritical of me to do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can't relate because I've never... Like, I feel like people who really um, have a preference for lesbians and really don't like bisexuals is because either they've had a bad experience or they really are, like, super lesbian and don't see men in that light and really don't fucking understand how you could even date ever date one yeah or they hate men too like they're feminists or whatever. not every I'm lesbian not tra- hates not, a guy though i don't like that idea. i'm just saying i know but like with that article that's how i felt too that's why i was like how old is this article because although some of these mm-hmm. like things are fairly valid um i just feel like the terminology was a little coming off like man bashing and it's like we don't hate men Mm -hmm. like honestly some of our closest friends and family and people we look up to you know can be Mm -hmm. the men in our life just because we didn't date some or or have exceptional male i get that so why is it so hard for lesbians who don't like bisexuals to even uh, like why is it so hard for them to get it what do you mean like they, they are like basically how they're just like, why do you, why can't you just pick? Why do you like men? Like, why do you like women? I think because at the end of the day, women are, or at least women who, you know, date women are just so certain. Like we, I think from my perspective, mm-hmm. as women, we know when we're, when we want something, when we're serious about something, when we're sure about something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we have that ability. We don't, it's not like we don't, you know, there's mm-hmm. no inability for us to be like, I don't know. Like, so I think that, you know, when it comes to women that want both or like, I don't know for, Mm -hmm. you know, some lesbians who are like, I'm sure, of course I know. It's just like how you don't know when I know Mm -hmm. that as a woman, you can be certain, you Mm -hmm. know what you want. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think that that's why they kind of, or like, I would assume that that could be a little a hard pill pill to swallow. Yeah, to be like how you don't know, like yeah, no, you, I you know I, when you want something, you know right. when you want somebody, you're you're certain, you're sure, you, right? You're you're full force throttle with it. You right. feel me? So no, and like, I get I get both sides. Like I truly truly get it, but I 
I, I'm not bothered. And I feel like when I talk about this and when I defend bisexuals, they really be pressed. Like, this, they don't sleep at night. They don't sleep at night. Like, they are stressed about it. And I'm like, you. there's a nicer way to say things. And the comments was coming crazy. I was like, block. Like, you're not about to come on our page and try to disrespect. Like, bitch, you don't even listen to the podcast. But anyways, it was just like, people were really becoming so crazy from like a one-minute clip. Like, you didn't even watch it. Well, but people are crazy think, about everything. I know, but Anything it's like. that we talk about. We, we had that conversation with the whole, um. Uh, is she really gay if she don't give head thing? That that edit was a little was a little little shaky. So well, I can yeah. understand why mm-hmm. it like maybe turned people a certain way. But when we did have that conversation, uh, it was clearly implied that you know it's the same thing with a heterosexual couple. You know, there's there's females who don't give guys um you know head, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're any that's gay. It just it's just like, okay, if that's not the way that you want to please your partner or, you know, you'll find another way to please your partner. Mm-hmm. Head isn't the main event. Just right. like strap is not the main event. You right. know what I mean? Um, yeah, whatever works for you. But, I mean, these clips are also in a way of, like, to catch your attention, to catch your eye. I, I want to say it's a little bit like clickbait because we want you guys to, like, listen to the whole thing obviously but um (laughs) yeah i'm just like y'all becoming so crazy like please take a chill pill um regardless of the conversation people are always coming crazy if it's not about uh presentation i seen a comment on youtube talking about some femme presenting why can't a lesbian just be a lesbian and it's like yo we didn't make these we didn't create these conversations we didn't make these terms yeah what the terminology you feel me yeah what the times this is society nowadays you know like this is what we're getting from society as a whole from people from people looking Uh in on the community and the community itself so it's like we're having conversations that some people don't know some people don't get some people don't understand and we're all just trying to understand it together Mm -hmm. it's not like we're pulling the shit out of our ass and like this is what we got (laughs) to conform to you know right that's that's a big one of it it's like we're not just i mean we're, yeah we're just talking but at the same time it's like this is a lot of terms that the lgbtq community came up with and outside of it as well so it's like google it though you gotta stay up to date nowadays like yeah people some people really like labels some people really like physical labels as well and they'll say i'm a femme what the fuck is the problem with that I mean, I can understand the idea of not needing to dissect every little thing in life and mm-hmm. just taking things for what it is. If you're a lesbian, you're just a lesbian. Why you got to be mm-hmm. a math lesbian? Why you got to be a femme lesbian? Why you got to be a... Uh, why does there have to be a drop category under lesbian? Like, yeah, yeah. you feel me? All these umbrellas. I get it. But... It I mean, makes some people feel yeah, comfortable. It's, it's and all, that, at the end of the day, if it makes them comfortable, and then it makes them comfortable. Right. You either want to learn and understand mm-hmm. it or you don't. And that's okay. Do yeah. what you want to do, but don't criticize and throw shade about why people need more um, clarification or specific. Uh, same thing with you the, know. Same thing with the stuff. pronouns. I'm not even get into it though, because people really don't get it. Anyway, that <laughs> concludes our episode for this evening. Um, we're gonna go ahead and bang out get into this family meeting i feel like we haven't done family meeting in some time are we because we missed it last week okay ridiculous yeah yeah but it's okay i hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with melanie again it was really cool to have her and get into some of the conversation we got into mm-hmm. so if you haven't checked that out 
go ahead and take your ass to that that episode and go like it share like comment subscribe you know all the shit she'd be saying all right i've been with my girlfriend for 10 months and i still haven't seen her naked or haven't gotten to really be intimate with her we are both femmes and she's been with others in the past how should i approach the situation every time i try to talk about it or actually do something to her she switches the subject or dominates me she is more dominant than me and i don't mind being submissive but i just feel some type of way i don't want to pressure her but i just wonder if it'll uh, if it'll always be like this um i feel like this is hard with femmes because society expects like usually it's like a like a more mass person and a more femme person and the more femme is usually submissive but in this case not seeing her naked for 10 months is a pretty long time yeah if you if you guys already like been intimate you know yeah i feel like at some point i mean i don't know maybe not seeing your partner's body when you're in that intimate setting but i mean when you go to the shower and shit no i would see you naked if you go to the shower coming out the shower you know stuff like that Uh um but I, i don't know some people just really don't have that confidence to show their body I mean, I've been pretty, yeah. um, what's the word I'm looking for? I've been guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Not comfortable with my body. Don't want to show you. Man, shut the lights out. You feel mm-hmm. me? Um, so I think that it's normal. I don't think it's uncommon or not normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a her thing where she has to figure out what is it. What does she need from, I guess, you guys to be more comfortable but ultimately it has to she has to be comfortable you know it also has to be her decision to feel like okay i'm comfortable enough to do this uh you can do everything in your power but if she's not comfortable like making herself comfortable enough to um you know be that form or show that form of intimacy with you and having that uh, i guess i don't know what i'm looking for i just feel like it all comes down to comfortability mhm I think a question you can ask her is just like, um, like how can I make you feel more comfortable? Like when we're being intimate, because, like Jojo said, maybe she's one of these people that she does need the lights to be completely off, or like maybe she actually doesn't like. Maybe she's like a touch me not. Like maybe she doesn't like um, someone going down on her or like touching her or anything like that. I don't know. It just sucks when you try to have these conversations with your partner and they just don't know how to have the conversation back. They, they're not open enough. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that has to be a uh, something going on between themselves mm-hmm. to not be able to be open and have those conversations. Um, but again, I think just the best thing that you can do is continue to bring it to her attention you know tell her Mm -hmm. listen i want us to move forward intimately or like you know in any which way and i just feel like this would make me more comfortable and help me to feel like we're on the same page type shit you know Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. that's all i got it's not an uh, uncommon thing right 
All right, next question. Hi, girls. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, and I've heard Dara say that she has a few health problems related to IBS. I don't know if that question is too personal, but I have been going through similar issues and feel like there is no answer for what is truly wrong with my health. I've been feeling pretty down about it for years now, and I feel like my health is only getting worse. Any advice on how to deal with the stress of having health issues? Girl... I have so many health problems and it truly does affect your everyday life. It affects you emotionally, physically, sexually, like so many things. So I have something called Crohn's disease. It's different from IBS because IBS is not, um, it's not like detected, but with Crohn's, you could do like, um, a couple tests to see if you have it and it's chronic so it's it's never gonna leave and i feel like nowadays a lot of people just think that they have ibs because they go to a bathroom or a lot or whatever the case may be but my my um Crohn's disease started when i was in high school so a while back and i pretty much couldn't eat um and i was in the hospital for like a week i lost so much weight they didn't they literally did not know what was wrong with me until they did all these tests and all of that um and honestly, my my best advice is to go to a good doctor. And when I mean good doctor, it's like, I mean, I don't know your your race or anything like that, but I feel like sometimes the doctors who take you seriously when you are a person of color is the doctors that are people of color, black, a Hispanic, like. I feel like they're more likely to take your concerns seriously and actually run tests. Um, or like just honestly doing your research. Like if you can't relate to that, I would say to really do your research on doctors. Like I do so much research online to read their reviews, read their Google reviews, sock dog, wherever the fuck they have them. And even if it does take a while to get that appointment, it's just better to do so and to get a head start of it. Because I feel like if you have a bad doctor, they're lazy. They don't want to run tests on you. They keep running you around. They keep, they basically keep, um, they keep just bullshitting with you. And I feel like they don't take your concerns seriously. So a good doctor, I know that comes with having good health insurance. However, I was like on state insurance my whole life and I would struggle with this because I feel like a lot of doctors who don't, a lot of like, um, a lot of good doctors don't take good, like state insurance and the crappy doctors are the ones who take it. So I would literally do my research. So out of all these crappy doctors who take insurance, who's the best one? Literally. So it was just a lot of research, a lot of patience, a lot of scheduling. Um, but honestly, the key is just to find a good doctor. Someone who's going to work with you because that's all you can really do. Like, we can't self-diagnose ourselves. You could do all the Google Google research you could do. Trust me, I've done it. It's, it's never going to be as accurate. And you're going to need a doctor's help to do, like, more tests. Um, some of the tests are, like, you might have to do an endoscopy or a colonoscopy. So you have to be okay with basically being put to sleep because... They put a camera down your throat or up your butt, TMI, um, to figure out what's going on in your stomach. But honestly, do these things early because if you keep ignoring all of these issues, it's just going to get worse. 
it's gonna affect you mentally emotionally everything um and you just like we're only getting older and you gotta take care of your health now not later on when it's too late now is when you gotta take care of it um i want to do a whole podcast episode on on health because i feel like queer people and people of color sometimes aren't taken seriously when we go to the guy no things like that it's just ridiculous um but feel free to message me privately. I'd be happy to talk more about it with you. But yeah, that's all I have. That's it? That's it. All right. There all y'all right. have it. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Deuce Bye. Deuce, mother goose.